Portage Health Foundation is proud to introduce you to Do Good Volunteer, Jim Turbo. Turbo is a key volunteer in our community tied to many organizations and events, mostly centered around making physical activity more accessible and fun. That includes Chassel Ski Trails, Houghton County Fair, MTU Ski Racing, Canal Run, Great Bear Chase, Chassel School Board, and that's just the start. If you know an incredible volunteer like Jim, go to dogoodcc.org and nominate them to be recognized as the next Do Good in the Copper Country Volunteer of the Month. Welcome back to segment two of Copper Country Today. I'm Todd Van Dyke. We're brought to you by the Portage Health Foundation at phfgive.org to find out about their mission and the things that they do and they support at their website. One of the organizations that they have supported uh, significantly over the years is the Copper Country Angel Mission, which is located in Calumet and has had a whole bunch of different places in Calumet over the years and now has its own home. And that's just such a, a wonderful thing to be able to say. Sherry Middle, Miss Brown from the uh, Angel Mission Board, uh, joins me for the second half of the program here. You're into the new place now. You're get, getting settled in. That's true. Thank you, Todd, for having me today. But yes, we we are settled in. Um, we don't have everything done that we would like to have done. We have. You never will. I'm here to tell you <laughs> that that's just never going to happen. <laughs> That's probably true. There's always another horizon. That's right. That's right. And a new program that we want to initiate and, and stuff like that. But uh, we are working on the building. Um, some people who came by during the fall probably noticed that we had a new roof put on. And uh, that was a, a good thing that we had done because we found that there were some problems with the roof that were fixed by the contractor, and he did a lovely job in doing so. So we've got that part of it done. We have a great need for um, a basement entry from the outside so that we can put storage in the basement, and we need to get uh, heat and a raised floor in our food pantry area. So those are the next things on our list. All right. Yeah, home ownership can be pricey. On <laughs> the other right. hand, uh, as I recall talking with you about this last spring as you are anticipating the mood uh, the move the payment that you're making the mortgage payment on this was somewhat less than you were paying in rent for previous facilities correct we were at one point um, paying for two uh, storefront um, in within the same building two storefronts and we were paying for storage outside and uh, all of that put together was more than what we we're paying for our current mortgage and it has to have made things a little bit easier now to have that storage right where you are and not have to be making trips back and forth. Right, right. Now we want to improve our situation in that we do kind of have our storage here, there, and everywhere within the building at this time because we don't have good access to the basement. Uh, the basement is a very nice dry facility for our storage, and so that's why we're uh, very interested in getting that basement entry put in this next year. So who might be able to help you with that as long as we've got people who are listening to us here? Uh, you need somebody to design it. You need somebody to, what do you have to do, build it out, build a stairway down to it? Correct. We need to uh, dig down. Um, into the parking lot area. It's already partially dug, actually. Um, and then to break through the, the wall into the basement itself, and we, we have a door to put in, and, you know, one of those double doors at the top that you have for an outdoor entrance like that. And so if, if there are any contractors out there that would like to put us on their list, we really would appreciate that. That's been one of the problems. The, the contractors are so busy 
right now that it's hard to get put on the list. Sure, and they're great people. I know a lot of great contractors in the area. So if somebody does have an opening at this time of year, uh, maybe you can help out the Angel Mission, give the Angel Mission a call, and perhaps you can uh, be of assistance at this point. Let's talk about something that is going on right now, and that is your angel tree. Mm -hmm. The sign-up is done for kids to be added to the angel tree, but we need angels to help fill the need. That's correct. We, um, As of, uh, let's see, today is Thursday. As of Wednesday, we had 142 uh, kids that were signed up for angel tree, and we, at that time, still needed 40 more uh, sponsors for those people, for those kids. Um, and we know that every day after that, uh, we'll have additional signups um, right through Saturday. And so we're going to need a lot more than 40 more sponsors to help us out. Yeah, that registration, as we air this on Sunday morning, closed yesterday. But there is time and need for people to come to the Angel Mission store and take angels off the tree. And what to, what do you ask of them? Um, we ask them to uh, to take one of the the children, or if they would, you know, like to have more than one, and to actually go out and purchase two wants and two needs that the um, child's parent or whoever registered them has listed. Those wants and needs are not to exceed $50 each, and uh, most of the time they're much less than that. And if they would purchase those and then bring them to the Angel Mission um, for us to distribute, we'd appreciate that. Can you do more or do you not encourage that? Oh, you could do more if you um, if you would like to. The only difficulty that we sometimes run into is if we have to break up a family between several different sponsors, and if one sponsor decides to do a lot more for the child than uh, then the you've got others. an unbalanced Christmas. That's right. That can be awkward, even though you know. <laughs> that, yeah. that can be awkward. Do you try to keep families together if you can? If I were to come in and say I could do two or three, would you be able to match me with a family? You betcha we would, yes. Uh, we, we try to do that you know, first and foremost. And in fact, many of the businesses that help to support us will take entire families so that we do have that equalization across the kids. What kind of things typically appear on these lists of needs and wants? You would be shocked at some of the things. Um, underwear is oftentimes listed. That doesn't Socks. surprise me. My, my my mother every year gave all three of us underwear. <laughs> You'd have to open it up. You'd have to hold it. You know, it was just a thing at Christmas. I'm surprised mm -hmm. she still doesn't do it. But but it, it's it's certainly a need yes. because kids grow. Yes. That's right. And it's one of those things that's not covered under some of the other assistance programs. That's very true. That's very true. Of course, we also have generally um, some toys on the list as well. Um, generally, fairly inexpensive ones. We do have a few children that have some special needs, and so their their to uh, toy requests might be very specific. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's basically you know toys for the younger ones, maybe a few small electronics for the older ones, and then pants, shirts. Underwear, socks, that sort of thing. Sizes provided, I'm assuming? Yes, yes. And we've tried to get parents to be very specific on the sizing. We have in the past had like a 13-year-old girl who uh, wore a size 12. Well, we didn't know if that was a size 12 women's or youth. Yeah. So we'd have to you know, clarify that. Yeah, there is that little passage between 
<laughs> between sizes that goes on as kids get into that age group. So um, the clothing, things of that nature, I don't know what kids like. I don't know what kids wear. Uh, if I go out and buy a pair of pants, will it be cool or not cool? <laughs> right. Uh, how do I do that? Well, you know, many of our um, sponsors are grandmas and grandpas, and so I'm sure that they're feeling the same sort of confusion as well. But um, you could probably get a little help from, from the store folks as well. They can usually point you in the right direction. Oh, yeah. I'm sure if you go in and say, hey, I'm buying this for a, a child I don't know <laughs> that um, – I walked in for my, my my niece one day into a very trendy store full of young people's things, and I'm standing there, and the, the clerk just looks up at me and goes, gift card? <laughs> <laughs> How did you know? <laughs> right. And that is one thing that we sometimes um, are asked to provide is gift cards, particularly for those teenagers, because it is much harder um, to buy for the teenagers. Talking with Sherry Middlemas Brown from the Copper Country Angel Mission, now firmly ensconced at their own new location, which is right at the north end of Fifth Street, right at uh, Pine Street. Correct. And uh, certainly, certainly happy to see you finally settled in and finding a home. Who is behind your organization? Uh, right now, we're pretty much on our own. We are a five hundred one c three. Um, we get, uh, we have for many, many years now received a lot of support from the Presbytery of the Mackinac. Um, this was actually started as a Presbyterian mission. And uh, then the Presbyterian Church closed in Calumet, and uh, we beca- uh, came underneath the Portage Lake United Church um, under their corporation. Which is half Presbyterian. Right, so. right. And then we broke away uh, about three years ago so that we would have the option of purchasing a property because the church, we didn't want to get the church involved in co-signing on on a mortgage or something for, for a new property. And so they were very supportive of our becoming our own 501c3. And we still get strong support, not only from the Presbytery, but also from the members. And since that time, we've had other churches in the area that have been just wonderful in providing for us and um, having special donations uh, at certain times of the year and uh, Thrivent, um, the Lutheran, the Lutheran Financial. Yeah, yeah they, they have uh, provided kind of indirectly grants because um, some of our volunteers are Thrivent members. And so then they have uh, contributed uh, that those grants, you know, through materials such as uh, mittens and boots and that sort of thing. Yeah, let's wrap up the angel uh, thing that we were talking about. If you are looking to become an angel and help out the kids this Christmas, what's your timetable at this point, Sharon? Uh, let's see, we're cl- we have by this time closed our registration for kids. Um, next week, we need to have the uh, sponsors delivering um, the gifts that they have purchased, and then we want the parents to come in by the 17th of December to pick up. And we will call the parents when uh, 
when their particular items are available. We'll give them a call. And we hope to wrap the whole thing up by the 17th of December and give our volunteers a break. (laughs) (laughs) They're working very hard. They need some time off for their families for Christmas as well. If I want to volunteer and take on an angel or two, Mm -hmm. how do I do that? Um, Probably the easiest way would be to um, contact us through our website, ccangelmission.org, and we will um, put you and your email address then in contact with our lead on the uh, the Angel Tree program. All right, and you can get it set up that way and uh, take advantage of the opportunity to help some kids who need some real assistance and a boost at this time of, of year. There are other things going on. Winter clothing right now. I know that you, you, you got so much winter clothing at one point a couple of weeks ago, had to kind of shut things down for a little while. That's right. And we had to shut down also to organize because we had to get the space to, to put up the winter clothing. And then we opened up well, we were closed for a couple of days. We opened up then uh, for three days that are not our usual days of, of being open. And almost all of it went out the door. It was amazing um, how much went out the door in, in three days' time. Do you need more winter clothing? Uh, we're still looking for mittens and for boots. Um, that seems to be something that we're constantly looking for, particularly kids' uh, sizes, because you know how it is with kids. They either outgrow it, wear it out, or lose a mitten here or there. <laughs> yeah, you can go out and rob the lost and founds at the local elementary schools. <laughs> that's right, that's right. <laughs> Come up with the ones you probably gave out last year. Could be. Kids Could have be. a way of, of doing that. Yes. So if somebody has these things and would like to donate, how do they go about They could just bring them down to the um, Angel Mission during our open hours, which are uh, Wednesday through Saturday, 11 to 2. Okay, and again, that's right at the north end of 5th Street now in Calumet. Um, Let's talk about then the, the general operations that you have. First of all, you have the free store in which everything is, gee, free. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And we do encourage people who are not, you know, in uh, in need of, of free items to come in and shop anyways. They might find something that they'd really like. And then if they would provide a donation, um, the value that that item is to them, um, we really appreciate that. That way we can turn our material goods into monetary donations that then support the rest of our programs because we're much more than a free store. We have the food pantry. We have um, utility assistance, rent assistance, um, Met, uh, assistance for travel to medical appointments and that sort of thing. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that concept, that I could go into the free store, pick something up and say, hey, I don't need it for free, but here's here's exactly. here's some money. I, I just hadn't thought about that concept. Many people don't, and we get some lovely items in that, um, you know. Where do these love. things come from? Uh, people cleaning out. And it's just donations from folks. Sometimes we'll get almost an entire estate uh, given to us. Um, you know, people drop off bags full. You know, they, they had their rummage sale this summer and they, they couldn't sell it. And so they bring the stuff to us. Sometimes some of the stuff is not. I was going to ask you, do you have to establish some guidelines here? Because there are things that, uh, let's face it, are, have, either have outlived their usefulness 
are worn out completely or just don't have a whole lot of value. That's right. We do get that sort of stuff. And I, I'm sympathetic from the standpoint that when I first started to donate things, I thought, well, someone could get some use out of this. You know, it's only got one button missing, <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs> but uh, in reality, um, we prefer to have things that are gently used. Um, the stuff that's heavily used just doesn't get picked off the the uh, racks. We get enough of the, the you know better stuff um, that the the lesser stuff doesn't get picked up, and so it ends up in our trash, which we also have to pay for. Do you get a run on toys off your shelves this time of year with Christmas coming up? I know the the Angel Tree. You're looking at somebody going out and buying new things, but, uh, you know, you've got a couple of kids, they've grown up a little bit, the toys they were using three or four years ago, they probably don't use anymore, they're sitting in a box someplace. Can you cycle those through as part of your Christmas effort as well? Well, we try to do new for the for the angel tree. Sure, new for um, the gifts, but right. on the other hand, mom and dad could come in. Oh, certainly, they certainly could. Now, I haven't noticed that we get that much more of the toys right before Christmas, but I think right after Christmas, when people are purging out the, the old stuff to make space for the new stuff for the kids, then I think we do get a, a bit of a run. Um, so if, you know, that might be the good time to come and check is actually after Christmas. How much of what you deal with is clothing? Oh, a large portion of it is. Um, I, I don't go through the, the sorting myself, so I can't tell you exactly, but I would say that a very large portion of it is clothing. And the rest is? Just all sorts of household items, um, just an amazing assortment of things. And we do get furniture on occasion, too. Um, and then that usually goes out pretty quickly because we learn of someone who has had a fire and needs replacement yeah. or something like that. And we, uh, we get it to them. Well, and somebody asked me a while back, they said, is there a good, because they know I shop thrift shops. I'm furnished by St. Vincent de Paul and Lance. <laughs> uh, but they asked me, uh, do you get furniture? And I say, not a lot, because this is an area not like some of the wealthy areas downstate where people will swap out their furniture every five or six years just <laughs> because it's trendy. Up here, people tend to use their furniture till it drops. Right. And right. so I've not seen in this area a lot of furniture donations like you see in a lot of the places downstate and mm -hmm. uh, in, in other areas that perhaps are a little more well-heeled mm -hmm. than we are here in the Copper Country or a little less frugal than we tend to be here in the Copper Country. Right. I think that that's very true. Uh, when we do get furniture, oftentimes it's because someone is moving out of town and they need to lighten up before they move. Um, or if a household is being broken up, we'll sometimes get some furniture pieces. Estates, I suppose, on yes. occasion as well. Yes. If somebody is uh, preparing a will, can you be included in it? I don't see why not. I know that other um, uh, agencies and stuff that are 501c3s can be, so I would think that, yes, we, we could be. Yeah, so you could put in the will, hey, have uh, have the free store come in and look at the stuff, see what they can use and take it. Yes, that would be wonderful. So you mentioned that there are other things that your organization does as well. Let's kind mm -hmm. of tick through them uh, one or two at a time here. I'm talking with Sherry Middlemas Brown from the Copper Country Angel Mission. It is cold outside. Correct. Heat costs money. Yes. And you help with that on occasion. We do. Uh, we, we have um, perhaps one or two people 
a month that come to us with help on their utility bills. And it's usually right before shut off and they need assistance. And so we will try to get them the assistance that they need so that the utilities are not shut off and get them in touch with how to set up a payment plan with utilities. Because most of them have something that if you do a goodwill, you know, payment yeah they'll work with you yeah they the utility companies are not eager to shut anybody off if there's some way that they can keep things going they want to do that and Mm -hmm. i'll mention at this point that uh, there are also a lot of other ways that you can get help with utility bills dial 211 on your phone and get to the folks who can deal with that because there are a lot of different organizations right now that are offering some type of energy assistance. And of course the angel mission is one of them, but you, it's kind of a one shot deal. It's you can't support a family through a winter. No, we can't. We do have limitations placed on it. Now we, we did uh, recently receive a a very generous uh, grant from Keweenaw area um, community foundation to help us with our assistance program. And so uh, we, We'll be able to handle those extra demands, you know, for this winter. And we expect to see more people coming in just because fuel prices have gone up. Um, so, yes, we, we do limit the amount that we give them and we limit the frequency that they can come back to us. The idea is to get them on their feet so that they can take care of themselves in the future. The price of everything has gone up, it seems, and uh, rather significantly. And for families that are stressed financially to begin with, this has to be a really tough time. Yes, it is. And we have noticed um, also that we've got more people coming to us for gas cards to get downstate for medical uh, treatments and things like that. And, you know, with gas prices what they are, they need the help. Yeah, that gas card that you got two years ago or three years ago doesn't get you nearly as far today (laughs) as it did then. I've made two trips downstate in the last three weeks, and it's pricey. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you. Uh, It it adds up really significantly. If uh, somebody is going down for medical treatments, this is the kind of thing that's typically not covered by insurance Exactly. You know, they, they may cover the treatment, but they're certainly not going to cover your cost to get there. It's one of the prices we pay for living up here in, in God's country. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we have to go a ways for it. So the fact that there's somebody who's able to help with that is, is very, uh, very helpful indeed. What other kind of services do you have running in the background Well, as I mentioned, the food pantry. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we want to talk about the food pantry. Right, and we got um, a grant from Portage Health Foundation to help augment that um, over the course of the winter as well. So we we feel very fortunate um, to receive that as well. Um, And we are seeing an uptick and the number of people needing some food assistance. As All you have to do up. is look at the prices on the grocery store shelves and and you know realize that some of those families with two or three or four or five kids and maybe a you know, relatively low-income job, boy, oh boy, I don't know how they do it. Mm-hmm. So some help is, is, should somebody be, there are people who don't want to ask for help. It's a matter of pride, and particularly here in, in the UP, we tend to pride ourselves on being self-sufficient and we're going to get it done. We got Sisu. We're going we're gonna to gut it out. Should people feel embarrassed about asking for help from you? No, no, not at all. In fact, uh, one of the 
the parts of our mission uh, states that we'll help people um, and re help them to retain their dignity in the process. And um, no, they shouldn't feel ashamed to come forward. And we actually have, on a number of cases, had a relative come to us saying, my brother needs help or my cousin needs help. Can you step in and help them? So sometimes, yes, that sisu is, is pretty strong. <laughs> I've noticed over the years this this dichotomy that people who would give you the shirts off their backs mm -hmm. will not take the shirt off my back because and and for people like yourself and and, and for many many good people giving and helping is a privilege. Mm -hmm. It's something that you know we're we're called to do. It's something that is part of our nature and it's an opportunity for us to do good. That's true. And some of our um, our finest volunteers have actually been people that we've helped in the past. And they've come forward to, you know, they're back on their feet and they've come forward to, to I guess you'd call it, pay it forward um, to help others. So if somebody wants to help out, somebody wants to get involved with the angel mission how do they do it they just stop by the store during our open hours uh, wednesday through saturday 11 to 2 and uh, talk with terry or mike about the possibility of um of helping out there are, are a number of different ways to help out and we're still kind of organizing things relative to that we're trying to make it so that the managers aren't doing all the work but rather we're spreading out the work and we have um, an advisory council that we're putting together where the people who lead various programs are on that council um, and people who help us with the the grant uh, reporting and that sort of thing are on that council so there are a lot of different ways that that people could help right now we would love to have someone with an accounting background to give us a hand with keeping um, our finances working properly. We we had a, a volunteer on the board doing it, but we found that board and you know treasurer work was just a little bit too much for one. You one can't body. burn somebody out. That's right. That's right. You can't. Then they leave, and you don't you don't have any of the expertise. So if you would like to help out with the mission of the Angel Mission, I know that your assistance would be appreciated. Again, you'll find it at the north end of Fifth Street in Calumet at their new location there. And uh, Sherry Middle, Miss Brown, thank you for sharing this morning. Best wishes. Well, thank you very much, and happy holidays to you and to everyone listening. Mm -hmm.